welcome to another inspirational teaching from the Gate Church. So today, last week, we, we preached on the whole thing of setting the pattern or the word about being sweet. There was a number of things we preached on, set the pattern, and one of the things was to take communion. So I celebrate, we celebrate Jesus here this morning and all the great things that He has done. The other thing I gave you as a gift, if you weren't here last week and you've not done it yet, I've gifted a book to the church. It's called A Culture of Invitation, and it's basically a 10 to 15-minute read if you're a slow reader. So uh, it's very short and to the point, but there's also an MP3 that I've done that's a recording that's going to go live this afternoon on the Gate website. So gatechurch.co.uk. You can, if you're not a reader, just, just download the, the sermon. The, the seven-minute sermon is slightly different from the 10 to 15-minute book. When you preach, or when I preach, I can't speak on behalf of others. When I preach, I kind of preach in circles, and I'm a little bit all over the place. I don't know if you've noticed that or not. Uh, but when one writes, you've got, to, you've got to write in linear. In other words, you've got to layer things line by line. But when you preach, you're kind of in circles. So you can have a circular rabbit trail all over the place, sermonette, or you can have a line by line book. The choice is yours. Or you can have a bit of both. You know, it's like at Christmas dinner. Would you like turkey or ham? I'll have a bit of both, you know. Who here, who here is trying to eat less in 2019? I looked in the mirror uh, on the 1st of January and I thought, I'm one mince pie short of a Christmas pudding. I better stop. So uh, it's great to have a new year. It is great to have a day. Now today, I've got a sermon just to encourage us and to build us up. And the title of today's sermon is called Launch. Do you like that title? Launch. Not lunch. Not like, uh, when's dinner coming? Are we going to McDougal's or are we, are we going home or having leftovers from Christmas in the freezer? No, launch. So this morning, I, I want to preach on the word launch, uh, and it will actually go somewhere. And uh, there's, there's things that come to mind when you hear the word launch. One is you can think of a rocket like we see here. Oh no, or is that a pencil? I'm not sure what that is. But it kind of looks like it's ready to take off, like a flying pencil, something like that. So you, you think of a rocket, some people think of lunch or, or a book launch, but the thing I really want to preach on here this morning is a red carpet launch, that the invitations are going out, and it's not just an earthly thing, it's a heavenly thing, that God is the inviter of the people of the city to the Lamb's book, sorry, the Lamb's Supper. I want to read to you this morning from the book of Revelation 19. It won't come up on your screen, so I'm just going to read it to you. It's from Revelation 19, and it says, Then I heard what sounded like a great multitude, like the roar of rushing waters, and like loud peals of thunder whispering, no, it doesn't say whispering. It says shouting, Hallelujah! For our Lord God Almighty reigns. Let us rejoice and be glad and give Him glory. For the wedding of the Lamb has come, and His bride has made herself ready. Fine linen, bright and clean, was given to her to wear. Fine linen, as we know, stands for the righteous acts of God's holy people. Then the angel said to me, this is John who had the revelation, write this. Blessed 
are those who are invited to the wedding supper of the Lamb. And he added, these are the true words of God. Blessed are those who are invited to the wedding supper of the, of the Lamb. And that there's something significant about the whole thing of the, when we get to glory, when we stand in glory, that John, the apostle who laid his head on Jesus' chest, and, um, you know, he, he, he had a great relationship with Jesus. But this is John in, in, in Revelation here. This is John seeing things that are about to come in the days to come, uh, 2,000 years ago, but he sees into glory. He sees into eternity. Behold, a, a window opens, and John is taken up, and he sees things that probably most of us have not seen. He, has a more, he sees more in one day than most, most of us all here together have seen in a lifetime. But I thank God that we are a people of revelation. We are a prophetic people. We are a people that hear from God. We are people who know what it is to lift up Jesus. We are people who know what it is to, to download revelation from heaven. I thank God that we serve a group of people that are hungry for God, that want to be prophetic, that want to demonstrate His love, that want to take His kingdom out into the streets of Dundee. But it says here, behold the Lamb of God. And I love the language here. You see, the word lamb is, is beautiful. Now, John the Baptist, this is a different John. John got his head taken off, remember? Uh, he was beheaded, John the Baptist. But this is John the Apostle, one of the apostles of Jesus, one of the twelve. And John here says, Behold the Lamb. But John the Baptist, when he was preaching, different John, when Jesus was coming to be baptized, this is what John said of Jesus. He said, Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. Behold the Lamb of God. And John in Revelation hears, behold the Lamb of God. In our words, the Lamb's Supper, the wedding. Why is the word Lamb used? I believe it's significant because in the Old Testament, during the deliverance of Israel, when Moses was taking people um, towards the Red Sea, and uh, the, the blood of the Lamb was put on the posts, and, and, and it's significant about the whole thing, the language of the Lamb. Because we know that Jesus Christ is the lion of the tribe of Judah. We know that He is the King of kings, and He is the Lord of lords. But when He was on earth, John the Baptist said, Behold the Lamb. And there's something about the liturgy, the language, that describes a man who's about to be slaughtered. A man who is gentle in nature. A man, the Son of God, who does not rage against people. The, the, the Son of Man who does not lift himself up to, to dominate people, but he allows himself to be a sacrificial lamb. And I love the language. And that's the language that we need to permeate the city with. That behold, the one has come. Now, I know that if you go around inviting people to the Gardines Theater and saying, do you want to come and hear some lamb talks? People will think you're a nutter, okay? So don't use lamb talks, okay, or lamb chops. Don't use any of that kind of language. What I'm saying is, as a church, we need to understand 
the one who we are about to behold in heaven and how he's described by John because Jesus, the Lamb of God, the one who was slain before the very foundation of the world. I love it that Jesus, the Lamb of God. I think it's important that we as the church recognize Jesus. Yes, he is the Lion of the tribe of Judah. Yes, he is victorious. But Jesus was also treated like the victim when he, when he lived on this earth. Jesus was treated like the victim, even though he was the Son of God. Jesus became that victim on the cross for us. He was like the Lamb, but he was the Lamb who was slain for us. We as the saints of God, we need the Lamb nature. Many of us who are, are shepherds and pastors, that's most of us here, we need the shepherd's nature, but we also need the Lamb nature as well. And we need to present the Lamb of God to people because Jesus is coming back. He's the King of kings. He's the Lord of lords. But behold, the Lamb of God. There's something about Jesus when He walked the earth that was so vulnerable. There's something about Him where He was so gentle. There's something about Jesus when He walked the earth He's, yes, he spoke with tremendous authority. He had the clout of the Father behind him. But Jesus spoke with tremendous gentleness and tenderness. And I think it's important that we have that lamb nature, that tenderness and that gentleness. Not, not, not to be a victim, but someone who understands what it is for people who are out there in our community who maybe have a victim mentality. And, and Jesus understands what it is to be slain. Many people in our world today feel like they've been slain, or they're getting taken down, or they're getting taken out. Jesus knows what it is to be slain. Listen to this. This is a key for some of you here today. Broken up people need broken up heroes. And there's one broken up hero, and he is the Lamb of God. And that Lamb of God came 2,000 years ago so that we can partake in that eternal supper. Isn't that wonderful? Isn't that beautiful? Behold the Lamb of God. He comes. First, He comes as the Lamb, but He's coming back as the lion, as, as the roaring lion, but we're invited to the Lamb's Supper. Here's the thing. <clears throat> One thing that's beautiful about the invitation. There's a wedding invitation that's, that's taken place the invitation has gone out. I'm going to read this to you. A wedding invitation, the host, God, our Almighty Father. It's in Matthew 22. There's a groom. Who's the groom? Jesus Christ, Son of the Most High God. It says in Revelation 19, just where I've been uh, reading from. The bride, you have been called, chosen, and faithful. It says that in Revelation 17. Who's the bride? That's us. When men, you are part of the bridal party. Sorry to break the news to you, but as men, we are part of the bride. Isn't that exciting news? Yeah, okay. Okay, so we're part of the bride. When? When is the wedding taking place? At any time on a day only known to God the Father, says that in Matthew 24. In our words, none of your beeswax. None of your business. Just get on with the job and start inviting people. Where? With the returning Christ, we need to be in your finest garment of pure white linen. It says that in Revelation. What's the theme of the wedding? 
it's going to be holy rejoicing. Woo, glory. I'd like to do some dance and stuff, but it's not my gifting. Uh, so there, there's going to be some holy rejoicing. There's also going to be, the, the amazing thing is, there's going to be food. There's going to be a full banquet. Banquet will be served. A full banquet. Man, even better than Christmas dinner. And even better than Brussels sprouts. It's going to be incredible. So it's going to be a full dinner. It also says drinks, the finest wine known to man will be served. Isn't that incredible? The finest, the best. And by that time, by the time you get to glory, if you're an alcoholic on this earth, bless you. No, listen, if you're an alcoholic on, the, on this earth, you'll be able to drink it with no problems. Isn't that good news? Newness in Christ. Now, don't start practicing for it if you're an alcoholic, okay? Just wait for the moment. Wait for things to change. There's going to be drinks. There's going to be music suitable for kings, priests, and angels. There's going to be the gifts. There'll be no gifts will be needed as the groom and host will have already distributed some to each invited guest to be shared. It says that in Acts 2, Romans 6. Um, so it's a beautiful thing to behold that this wedding feast will be taking place. Now, the other thing, Jesus preached in Luke. He also preached in Matthew, but also in Luke. There's an account of the wedding feast. And Jesus said, Luke chapter 14, then the slave said, Sir, what you have instructed has been done, and there is still room. Somebody, help me here, somebody say, there's still room. He said, there's still room. So the master said to his slave, go out to the highways and country roads and urge people to come in so that my house will be filled. Isn't that awesome? There's room. There's room. Jesus was told as the Lamb of God, there was no room at the inn. But here's the thing. Jesus is saying today, there is room. There's room at the wedding banquet. Many have heard the message of the gospel, and they've rejected it. But many are waiting to hear the good news of Jesus Christ. One of the things that happened when, I think we've mentioned this before, when we did the 40th anniversary of the church, one of the things that happened is, people came to the anniversary of the church, some dignitaries, and they said, we've been wanting to come to your church for years. And Fiona asked them, why have you not come? And they said, because we've never been invited. Oh my gosh. I, I mean, like the, the ground opened up. I fell through it, went to Australia, came back again. And it was like, oh my gosh, what a revelation moment. We hadn't been invited. Ladies and gentlemen, I want to tell you here today, there's people in Dundee waiting to be invited to his kingdom. Some specifically want to be invited to this church, and you will be surprised when you invite people and they say to you, do you know what? I've been wanting to come to this church for years or go to a church for years, and I want to come now because I want to pronounce and announce to you here today, today is a launch day in faith because this morning, about four o'clock in the morning, I was up there and I know crazy. I, I, I saw, I just kept seeing red carpets getting rolled out. And I just had a sense that the King of Glory is inviting the city to come and behold 
and come to the supper of the Lamb. Remember, He's tender. Remember, He is gentle. And as you invite fellow lambs to come to the supper table, remember the delicacy of people. People are going to come in broken. Remember, broken up people need broken up heroes. Jesus, yes, He's coming back as a king, but Jesus was completely broken here on earth. And the good news for people here today, if you don't know Jesus, you can know Him. He's our, he's our broken up hero, Jesus, the Son of God, the Lamb of God, who we behold, and one day we'll have a tremendous wedding feast with. Ladies and gentlemen, can I invite us all to stand, and we're going to pray this morning. I want to do some more worship at the end. Is that okay? Can we do some praise and worship here this morning? Because I just have a sense that the Spirit of God, as, as, as the carpets rolled out, that the King of glory just wants to make known His manifest presence. But I have a real sense that God wants to reveal His glory this year. His glory this year. You see, one of the things, the difference between the presence of God and the glory is this. The presence of God is the manifest presence of God when you sense His presence. We know that God is omnipresent. God is everywhere. But the presence, the manifest presence of God, when we gather and we worship and we give Him praise and we give Him glory, there's just a sense of His tremendous presence. Listen to this. The glory of God when the glory of God falls, you don't need to lay hands on the sick. People will be healed in the midst of His glory. And God wants to pour out His glory this year. People who are not in the right minds, the minds will change. Something is going to happen with God's glory this year. I just believe that. I'm prophesying it. I'm speaking it in. I'm believing it. So behold, this is launch day the red carpet, Jesus is inviting the city to come to the Lamb's Supper in heaven. So, Father, I pray on this day that we would, we would behold Your glory, that we would behold You as the, the Lamb of God, the Son of God, the King of righteousness, but help us with tenderness and love invite the Lambs of the city to come to know You. Fiona's going to share a word. Do you know when my darling husband woke me up at four o'clock and said, Fiona, <coughs> there's a red carpet being laid out. God gave me this scripture, and I believe it's our mantle scripture for this year. It's from Isaiah 61. I don't know if you're able to put that up for me. Isaiah 61, I've taken from the NIV version. This is our mantle scripture. What do I mean by that? It's this is the word of God. He's put around us as a church, around our shoulders, to say, This is your anointing. And it's this. Are you ready for it? The Spirit of the Sovereign Lord is upon you, O Gate Church, because the Lord has anointed you, O Gate Church, to proclaim the good news to the poor. He has sent you, O Gate Church, to bind up the brokenhearted. He sent you, O Gate Church, to proclaim freedom for those who do not yet know who Jesus is. This is our mantle.
When God speaks, you better believe I'll listen. When God is speaking to you, he has sent you. You're the chosen. You're not the frozen. You're the chosen one that God has sent out. And the word of the enemy that has come against you that said, my life doesn't match up, I'm saying it's a complete lie. Because it's not you anyway. It's Jesus in you. He has sent you to proclaim freedom. For you to bring freedom to the captives, to bind up the brokenhearted. He's already anointed you. What do we need to do? We just need to lift up our heads, O oh, ye gates, and let the King of glory in. We're going to sing us one more song of worship. Let it be your declaration that the anointing of God is upon me. The anointing of God is upon me. Amen. Let's sing, church. Let's worship him and give him glory. I, I want some Bibles out here. One of the guys can help me get Bibles. If you don't know Jesus here today and you'd like to know him as the living Savior, the Lamb of God, behold, the Lamb of God who was slain even before the foundations of the world, who was died on a cross 2,000 years ago so that we can be freed from the power of sin, power of death, and uh, we can live forever. And we can be part of that wedding celebration, that glory, that day of glory when Christ returns and he takes his beautiful bride, that's us, his church, into glory. One day, if you want to be part of Jesus, if you want to know him, who have New Testament Bibles would like to give to anyone as a free gift. Just come and take it as the music plays or even at the end of the meeting. But you are invited. You are invited. And listen, church, you, we, are the inviters. I'd invite you to invite as many people as possible this coming Sunday to church at the Gardine. It's on the website. Just get the clinks, get the links. We've got invitations, but there's so much online these days. Just get the clinks, copy the link, clink and send. Send it to your pals. Send it to people you've maybe not seen in years. And just say, I've been thinking about you. In fact, let's, right now, let's just, Fiona read that, because he has anointed me, because he's anointed us. It's the good news of Jesus. Let's just sit in his presence just now. Let's just linger longer, and let's just hear the Holy Spirit as he prompts us to invite people next Sunday. So, Father, we just stand in your presence right now. Stir our hearts, stir our minds. Thank you, God. Thank you, God, for the people you're bringing to mind. Thank you, God, for this week there's going to be some Holy Ghost interruptions where we'll meet some people from bygone years and we'll invite them and just say we'd love you to come. Father God, help us to be the inviting church, the welcoming church. We thank you for that, oh God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. This is the end of your teaching for this week. We hope you enjoyed it. 